our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net and Janet Allison of boysalive.com. Tis the season for gift giving and gift guilt. Whether you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any of the other winter holidays, or you're celebrating your son's birthday, odds are that you have felt pressure at some point to provide the perfect gift or gifts. How about you, Janet? Yep, that's definitely on people's minds right now. I, we were talking about looking at the Facebook pages in our various parenting groups and who's got ideas for a two-year-old, who's got ideas for a four-year-old. And it is the time when I think as moms, we carry the weight of Mm. we have to make this a fantastic, amazing event for our kids and for our family. And I hope today in our podcast, after listening, that you will release some of the guilt and have some new ideas, be willing to swim upstream a little bit and say, hey, this year it's going to be different. And in that, having some self-care for yourself, recognizing when you're doing something just because you think you have to, or there's got to be a full array of gifts under the tree, get simple minimalism this year and take some of the pressure. That's me giving you a standing ovation because that is exactly what I need to hear and be reminded of all the time. It is so easy to get overwhelmed by these messages and we are all surrounded by this rampant consumerism culture and advertising and our kids are seeing it all too and creating these long lists of hopes and dreams. And you know, maybe I have just beat my kids down enough over the years, but they're getting pretty reasonable with their uh, Christmas list. My family celebrates Christmas and my older kids, as they have gotten older and their interests have gotten more specific and their desires have gotten bigger, they've realized things like, yeah, mom is not going to buy me a PlayStation 4 for Christmas. So if they want something like that, they save up and get it themselves. I might get them a game, but no way am I giving them the gaming system. Not in the budget. Yeah. You can start this early when they're little. I hear from parents how their kids are exhausted opening gifts. And that bright, shiny light in their eyes kind of kind of goes out after they've opened the eighth or tenth gift. So- oh, you know how you've been at birthday parties or, or Christmas or a holiday event and parents sometimes get so embarrassed. The kid goes to open a present, opens it, sees what it is, 
tosses it aside, waits for the next present to be handed, opens, tosses it, moves it aside. And the parents are aghast, like, oh, this kid looks like the greediest creature on earth and is showing no appreciation for these things. In a lot of ways, we are teaching the kids to do that. I've also been at birthday parties with very little ones who don't care at all, and the parents are quickly hustling the present out of their hands, even as the kid is happily chewing on the wrapping paper or or the box yet, to get to the next present. And I understand that. There's guests, and you want them to open the presents in in, in the presence of your guests, but stop for a minute and think. What do you really want a role model for your kids, and how can you do this in a way that reflects your values and what your kids really need? So one mom on Facebook said that her family makes gifts for each other. So there's all the secret meetings and all of that happening this month. But of course, there's gifts from grandparents and aunts and uncles. And so they begin on the solstice on December 21st, and everyone can open one gift per day for as long as the gifts hold out. And she said, they've always done it this way. Her kids are 11 and 14 now. And she said, what it does is it calms down all of that flurry on the day. Mm -hmm. And the children can truly engage with that gift. And this was the surprising part is they remember who gave them the gift. Sure, because you don't, you're not getting three things at once or five things at once. It's one at a time. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So that may be a way that people who, you know, have the gifts coming in, that is a way that you can kind of calm that down and spread it out over time so that they're, you know, so that if you do get a board game or something, you can take time and, hey, let's all play this today. Yeah, I really like that idea. You know, thinking out of the box, talking about starting this early, maybe establishing some different traditions early on or a different approach to gifts. I see a lot of people with uh, babies, you know, kids that won't even be one yet by the holidays or not even two yet by the holidays and stressing out, you know, what what to give their seven-month-old or even what to give their 13-month-old. Guess what? Your kid doesn't know it's Christmas. Your kid is clueless at that age. And I understand that you want to start fun holiday traditions, but don't feel obligated to buy a bunch of toys that you are just going to be picking up off the floor for the next year and a half. Don't buy stuff just to buy stuff. Honestly, that kid will probably be happier spending time with you or playing with the empty cardboard box than anything that came with it. It's a cliche, but it's true. It's so true. And and if you're having a hard time letting go of this, think about the toy industry makes about $90 billion a year. Do you really want to feed that machine? Maybe, maybe not. Better to have the money in your pocket to pay for experiences. And I know we've got some great ideas about having experiences together. I'll just get on my toy soapbox here. The average number of toys that American children has, do you want to take a guess? Maybe you already know. Oh gosh, I have no idea. Average number of toys like per American child? Mm -hmm. 
And then do you count individual action figures? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm just going to toss out, I'm going to toss out a round number and say 100, which well, is a high number, but 70 to 100. I believe it. And it it causes hassle for you. Pick up your toys, pick up your toys. But the other thing it does when there several other things that it does when there are too many toys in the house is number one, it causes siblings to fight. The number one reason for arguments is over stuff. And there was a study done with toddlers. So they put toddlers in a room with three toys, then they put them in a room with 12 toys and 21 toys, and they watched how focused their play was. And of course, the toddler was able to focus and concentrate and engage with the three toys. And I've watched this with my own nieces and nephews, Mm -hmm. how they just, it's like they graze around the room because, and they'll pick up a toy, look at it, play with it for a second and put it back down. We are teaching them to not focus with this abundance. So I give you all that information so that you can release some of the guilt that maybe the presents won't be piled to the upper branches of your Christmas tree this year. That leads into one of my general gift giving rules, which is, and I don't, I don't have a cute saying for this, but here's the concept. The more specific the gift is, if it is, it does one thing, it is a racetrack for hot wheel cars that you put together in this way and it launches the cars and then they go flying. That's going to be fun for about 10 minutes, period. That is it. And that thing will sit around and collect clutter for the next 10 years you have it until you finally give it away. Much more interesting and useful and everlasting are open-ended toys that allow kids to use their imagination. So we're back to the proverbial cardboard box and things like blocks and things like Legos and art supplies, uh, dress-up clothes, materials to make forts. Things that can be used in multiple ways, the child can grow with them and adapt to meet whatever their mood is on any particular day. Do you know what the most popular toy ever is? Hmm. Cars? Cardboard tubes. Cardboard tubes. Yeah. Cardboard tubes and cardboard boxes. So here's a tip, you guys. If you have in your town, we have this amazing place called Scrap, and it's like a recycle center for you know craft supplies and paper and cardboard tubes. It's crazy. There's so much stuff there. Go to a place like that or go to your Goodwill and think outside the box and create, get different sized tubes, get balls, get things to close the tube, get things to paint the tubes, whatever. There's so many ways that you can have low cost gifts that are going to stand the test of time. A few years ago, I wrote an article called last minute gift ideas for boys. And that's so close to one of the things I put on there. I called them creation kits. So You know how subscription boxes are all the rage right now, right? You know, for a monthly fee, you get a a box of makeup or you can have a science experiment sent to your house for your kids, something like that. You can easily 
easily, easily do this yourself. And if you want to package it up, think of the kid and that kid's interests. Um, you can use things that you find at the resale shop to package it all together, like a tackle box. An old tackle box would be perfect with those subdivided areas or just some uh, plastic boxes that are subdivided and you can put in anything, you know, depending on the age of the child, you have to be careful, but could be beads or uninflated balloons or batteries, nuts, bolts. Think of the kid. Balls. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one of Sam's favorite presents, actually, I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago, and it might've been both. He had asked for wood to build things like scrap wood. I don't have that. But my husband, Mike, he has a brother that still works as a carpenter doing home construction. He has all kinds of scrap wood in his shop. So he just brought over what was going to be wood that would otherwise be discarded. And two plastic, I think they had been containers from the deli, you know, filled up with various size screws. And Sam loved it. He still loves it. Yeah. What a great idea for thinking outside the box. Right? Here's another another fun one. A do-it-yourself marble run. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> of course. It goes so, down to the cardboard tubes. Well, we did it with the pipe insulation, kind of that foamy pipe insulation stuff that at least here in the northern climates, you wrap around your pipes so they don't freeze. Mm-hmm. So you can find online, you know, big, elaborate pre-constructed plastic marble runs. Um, You can sometimes find ones that are magnetic that you can stick on the front of a fridge and and reconfigure so the marbles can drop different ways. But we got these uh, pipe insulation tubes. And what you do is you, (laughs) I'm laughing because I know you can see my hand gestures, not everybody else can. (laughs) You you cut them in half the the long way. So basically you've got two, you know, U-shaped sides. And you can do this as much as you want. And then you use, you know, duct tape and your imagination and you can attach it wherever you want. And you can have marbles or you can use slightly larger balls depending on the size. That was fun for months when my kids were younger. I had marble runs and marbles all over my house. They would go down the front stairs. They experimented with trying to create loops and jumps. And guess what? They're learning things. Yeah. They're learning some basic physics and they're learning problem solving. And I don't tell them, hey, this is educational, but it was. Yeah. And they're working together because yeah. it's fun and they're not fighting over whose turn it is and all of that. I mean, there was still some fighting because inevitably somebody would have this section and I need this section. And no matter how much you have, it's never enough. But you said something that is a great stocking stuffer that every child pretty much finds useful, every boy especially, and that's duct tape. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about Byheart Baby Formula. Byheart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk. And Byheart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula. 
and proved that babies on BiHeart have softer poops, less spit up, and easier digestion. BiHeart is also the only U.S. made infant formula to use organic grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider BiHeart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at BiHeart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast. And it is 10% off your first order. BiHeart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer and additional terms and conditions may apply. One of the most challenging things about being a woman at midlife is realizing how little people understand about perimenopause and menopause, Janet. I just had a conversation with my sister about that this weekend. She is 10 years younger than me, so I'm 51, she's 41, and she went to ask her healthcare provider, hey, can you provide me some information? And she got information, but she was frustrated by how incomplete it seems, how little we know, and how for way too many people, the answer seems to be, yep, that's the way it is. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. And not only are our mamas out there having to deal with perimenopause, likely at this age, but many of our moms are dealing with their sons entering or in puberty, which is kind of nature's irony, which is, oof. Cruel joke, Janet. Cruel joke. Cruel joke. Thankfully, thankfully, increasingly, there are those who are recognizing that women need and deserve competent care and treatment for perimenopause and menopausal symptoms. And we know that can still be harder to access than it should be, which is why we have partnered with Winona. Winona helps women who are dealing with menopause or perimenopause. Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that your symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. Telehealth, you can access care from your home when it is convenient for you. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit with free U.S. shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time. Your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use the code ONBOYS at buywinona.com for 25% off your first order. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com slash on boys. Winona, menopause care made easy. Duct tape is fantastic. And it comes in so many different colors now. You can get a different color for each kid and then they know whose is whose too. So think simple. It's all these everyday things that maybe we're saying, oh, you can't use that. Oh, you know, don't, don't waste that get them that stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and tape another way. And maybe this is for older kids is to think about coupons. This is, can be something that they make to give to someone else. So it might be, I'm going to give this to my little brother and I'm going to give him a set of five coupons for I'll play a game with you or mm-hmm. I'll sit and 
eat popcorn with you and watch a movie. It can be anything. It can be from a child to a parent, from a parent to a child. It's a great thing for the kids to give each other. You can get pretty funny with it. It could be maybe a tween gives his mom a coupon for, hey, I'll take a shower. And so she <laughs> hand it to him when it's time to take a shower. And he has to, because there's a coupon. It says so. so Two think, problems solved in one. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So think about that. You know, that's an easy way. It's a way they can be of service. It's a way you can you can give them coupons saying, you know, hey, I'll help you with your homework. Here's or a- you could do something like, um, I had the idea of doing something similar, but having it be like a gift certificate for, say, a monthly something or a weekly something. Setting up a standing date with your child to do something. And it will vary, of course, depending on the child and depending on you. It could be, um, we're going to go for a bike ride together. We're going to find a place to hike. Um, I'm going to go fishing with you. You know your kid and what's available to you. Think about those things that your kid likes to do. And so often you don't have time or you don't know how you're going to make the time. If you decide to offer something like that as a gift, you are building that time into your schedule and their schedule. And I guarantee you're going to create some memories. Something as simple as going out for pancakes can be huge. Yeah. Or we loved to do book festivals at our house. And I just when you said that, I thought breakfast in bed and a book festival. What's so, a book festival? Oh, you just climb in bed or climb on the couch with a bunch of pillows and blankets and a stack of books and you just read and read and read till you can't read anymore. And well, that's my idea of heaven. Yeah. Well, however, when you're reading out loud, it gets a little long, but it's so fun. A couple years ago, my second son came to me and said, mom, no more books. Oh, <laughs> because I love books. I am a writer. I am a reader. And so everybody would always get at least, you know, one book. And if I traveled somewhere, I like to bring a book back that reflected that place rather than, you know, just, I don't know, souvenir junk. But you know what? Not all of my kids like reading. Really, only one of them reads books for pleasure. And actually right now he listens to more of them on Audible than he, he physically reads. So that was a tough one for me. There are so many great books and I want to buy them for my children, but I have to respect their interest as well. I hope that by now you're, you're thinking of some ideas that we haven't even thought of, but hopefully these ideas are sparking things for you of how you can create t- experiences and engagement with your children. And that it doesn't mean that you're spending your hard-earned dollars on creating what could potentially be more hassle for you in the mm-hmm. long run of mm-hmm. clean up the toys and all of the the interactions that go with that dynamic. Got any more gift ideas, Jen? A couple. I know I just said my son said no more books, but magazine subscriptions can be fun. Kids like getting mail. I think that there are a lot of magazines that cater to very specific interests. So if you have little kids, Highlights is still wonderful. Ranger Rick is still out there. Boys Life, the magazine of the Boy Scouts is fantastic. And uh, full disclosure, I have written for them before. 
Sports Illustrated is one that I always keep in my house. Um, Bassmaster. The swimsuit edition? No, you can just, you can decide to get the subscription without the swimsuit edition sent to your house. That's the one I choose. (laughs) And now that my boys are old enough to realize I do that, they're a little disappointed, but that's how it goes. Cooking magazines. You know, there's a big interest in cooking these days. If you have a, a kid who loves to cook in the kitchen, get him Taste of Home or get him one of the other ones. Again, that's a gift that keeps coming throughout the year. Brings a lot of fun and activity as well. Let's talk about experiences. When the kids were younger, I would get a subscription to some kind of a theater thing. So once it was a community theater near our home that had a family subscription package, and that would typically include a couple of shows, I just would get the two-ticket subscription. And so I would go once with just one boy. And the next time I would take a different boy. And so that way they all got some theater experience and we got one-on-one time. It's the kind of thing that wouldn't otherwise fit in our family's budget, right? But doing it as a, as a holiday gift, it, it fit in. I know people will do things like get a, a museum membership. A lot of museums have reciprocal admission at other pl- museums in other cities and states. So you can look into that. Um, zoo memberships are fantastic. don't tell him yet, but uh, my oldest son now lives out of state and I got tickets for him and his girlfriend to go see a concert in the spring. They're young 20-year-old people who don't have money for that kind of stuff. So it's not giving them, you know, just material stuff that's going to fill up their house. It's giving them the chance to do something they want to do. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm trying to do that with um, my other guys too. I want to give everybody at least one experience thing. Gift certificates to trampoline parks, skateboard, biking facilities, um, rock climbing places, laser tag. There are so many options out there. Or you could go to you know a professional basketball game or a football game. And if that's too expensive, and it's really expensive these days, Look at the minor leagues. Look at uh, minor league baseball or uh, go to a community theater, like I said. There's a lot of ways you can do these things economically. Another out-of-the-box gift idea that you might want to consider is lessons. If you know a boy who is expressing an interest in learning how to play the guitar, set him up with some guitar lessons. And you don't have to necessarily go to the music store in town, you can look for a high school kid that plays guitar and see if that kid will work with your son or grandson. You can find a retired person and see if they're willing to share whatever their area of expertise is. So think all kinds of things, everything from you know chess, language lessons, pitching lessons, if you have a baseball player, all kinds of options out there. You know, it can get a little sticky around relatives and how to stop the toy machine from entering your door because your aunts and uncles and grandparents want to gift your children. This may be the year that you have a really heart-to-heart conversation with them about your new or continuing family value of less stuff, more experiences. Mm -hmm. And, you know, grandparents, they want to get stuff for your kids. They love the process. Some of them love the process. So 
give them a suggestion of something small, like a stocking stuffer, Mm -hmm. you know, get the weird pair of socks or get the ax. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. The ax body spray. It'll be everywhere. Let grandparents get that. And along with that, maybe your, maybe your kid back to the lessons or summer camp, maybe there's something that they would be willing to put the money that they would have spent on a toy or a thing towards those things that those expenses that are coming up in the year. That's a really good idea. Uh, For me, I've kind of decided not to fight that fight. I know other people are going to get my kids stuff, which is one reason why I try to not get a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's how I've handled it. If you can get grandparents interested in contributing towards like a membership or a subscription to something, I think that's a great idea. I think ultimately, Jen, what we're saying here is there is no exactly perfect way to do the holidays. Amen. And take a step back, take a step away from maybe what you've always done and how you've always felt like I have to do this and it's got to be this way and my kids will hate me if the tree isn't packed with presents. Take a step back, warn them age appropriately, say, hey, things are going to be different this year. Be okay with it. Be okay with it. If you feel like you're stressing and you're looking at your bank balance going, oh my gosh, how am I going to pull this off? Mm-hmm. That's just wrong. That, that is not what the holiday is about. So turn that off, set it aside, and look at the ways that you can connect with your family. Have experiences together. Have fun together. Get the cards out get the cookie dough out, do things together rather than overwhelming them on Christmas morning or Hanukkah or whatever your holiday is with a pile of gifts that they will soon forget and be uninterested in. So more is not necessarily better. Hold that this holiday and hopefully that will help you release guilt and enjoy yourself because if you are enjoying yourself and you're relaxed and having fun, you know that your family will be too. Thanks for joining us. You can find the show notes for this episode at onboyspodcast.com and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, please share this podcast with your friends And even your community groups and schools will benefit from knowing about this resource. We are Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison, and we are here to support you in parenting and teaching tomorrow's men. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.